Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher. Welcome to While You Were Folding. I created this podcast to continue the conversations about the things that matter in domestic life. I'm a Catholic homeschooling mother of six. My husband, Philip, is a pediatrician, and we've been married for 14 years. I've learned a lot, usually in messy or painful ways, and I have so much more to learn. I'm excited to share this episode with you, and I hope you'll add your voice to the next one. I pray before I record every episode that God will use this podcast to inspire each of us to holiness in our vocations as wives, mothers, and his beloved daughters, and that you will go on to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's jump in. I have a special guest on the podcast this week. I have my son, Walter Boucher. Hi. Walt, why don't we just take a second to introduce you to the listeners? So how old are you? What grade are you in? What kinds of things are you interested in? And then we can jump into our main topic today, talking about Harry Potter. Okay. Um, I'm 11. I'm in sixth grade. I like stop motion, Legos, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, books. Um, yeah, and lately, what have you been busy doing? You've been taking a class learning about what? Um, how to make stop motion videos. And for those who don't know, what is stop motion? Um, it's where you take the Lego minifig, you put it in position. Okay, now hold on. You're already using language some people don't know. What's a minifig? A person. A, so a little a Lego, Lego person. figurine person. Okay. And you put it on the Lego ground. And I get my iPod and take a picture. And then I move the minifig a bit. And then I take another picture and move it a little bit more and then take another picture. Yeah. So you take a series of pictures and it's kind of like in the olden days when dad and I were growing up, people would make flip books. So it looked like your cartoon was moving because you would slowly make your stick figure kick a ball or something on each page. But you're doing this with pictures and with your Lego minifigure. So eventually they've completed some sort of motion. And you've been doing a lot of that with your Harry Potter buildings, right? Yeah. And so you've created your own YouTube channel about that, which we can link to in the show notes. Uh, forgive the noise upstairs. It sounds like they're moving chairs <laughs> in the kitchen above us. But your uh, YouTube channel is called Hagrid's Hut. And we will link to that in the show notes. So you can see some of these videos that Walt has been making. Um, but today we wanted to talk a little bit. Was there anything else you wanted to share about yourself before we jump in? I played the guitar. You played the guitar. Yes. They're right behind us, actually. The basement office is where Walt has his lessons. Who's your teacher? My cousin. What's his name? Simon Beatinger. Simon is the man. He is uh, Walt's big cousin in college, and he's a cool dude. And he's been teaching Walt now for two years. I started in August two years ago, right? Yeah. So two years. Yeah, two years. So that's been a fun hobby of yours, too. Um, well, what do you say? Do you want to just go ahead and jump in, talk about Harry Potter and how our family handles Harry Potter? Sure. Okay. So... 
On this podcast, you are not going to hear any concerns about magic that you might hear about in some Christian circles. This household is all about Harry Potter, and we think it's fantastic. And today, I thought it'd be fun to have Walt on the show just to talk about his thoughts on the series and how our family Harry Potters. And um, yeah, so... When you start book one, so there are seven books in the series, um, and when you start book one, the main character, Harry, is 11 years old. And by the time you finish the series, how many books are in the series, Walt? Seven. Seven. And when you finish the series, Harry is how old? 17. 17. So he does a lot of growing up in every book in the series. You're raising your hand. What? Um, <laughs> you know how you said Harry Potter is 11 at the beginning of book one? Yeah. At the very beginning, he is one years one year old. You're right. And, and then and then after that, he is 10 years old. And then in chapter four, he's 11. Okay. I, see, this is why we had to have Walt on the show. Because I knew that you would correct me with all of my mistakes. Because otherwise, the listeners would probably be angrily sending me emails trying to correct me. But you're going to fix it for me before this goes out into the world. So that's good. Um, but... Philip, so my husband Philip, he read the series growing up. You're not going to believe this. I did not read the series until I was 35 years old. What? I know. I know. I don't know why. I, I started the first book. I received it as a gift from my grandma Jo uh, right when it came out. But for whatever reason, I didn't finish it over my Christmas vacation and then never got back to it. I know. Can you believe it? It's crazy. I don't know if I, I don't know. But um, when Philip and I were talking about the series and how we wanted to handle it with our kids, we thought, okay, why don't we wait until they're in second grade? Because hopefully by second grade, they are voracious readers and they can handle reading Harry Potter. Because the first book is pretty big. That was probably, that was the biggest book, longest book you had ever read at that point when you so were a second far. grader. Yeah, right? so far. So well, not now anymore, because I just read the fourth one last. But at last that time. Christmas. Yes. Last, because last before you read Harry Potter, what kinds of books were you really into? Graphic novels. So if someone doesn't know what a graphic novel is, what's a graphic novel? Well, like a comic book, but a book. Yeah. So it's kind of like a chapter book. I guess you could say it's a chapter book. A lot of them have chapters, but it's a comic. It has a lot of text inside of it, but you have the comic, the drawing to go along with it. So it helps a developing, emerging reader to figure out what's going on. And I would say before you read Harry Potter as a second grader, I would have considered you a more reluctant reader. You, in your free time, you would not choose to listen to an audiobook or pick up a chapter book to read just for fun. You would do it and you would happily complete your assignments for school, but you weren't always choosing to read in your free time. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So the kinds of books you were reading before, think of some of your favorite graphic novel series. Dogman. Mm-hmm. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yep. Um, 
You didn't really get into Bad Kitty very much. You read those, didn't you? Yeah, I read them. What about, there was a Star Wars one. I think there's a Star Wars graphic novel. I think I read the, um, like, Star Wars Encyclopedia a yeah. lot or something. I remember yeah, I you read a lot of the encyclopedia-style books and a lot of the National Geographic fact-type books. Yeah. Those are good. Um, so I think I had to really let myself, as a mom, wait with you and let the interest emerge for you before I tried pushing all these big chapter books on you. And that was, I have to admit, really hard for me because I thought, he's going to miss out on all these amazing books and I'm not raising a reader. And your older sister, Jane, she's just 15 months older than you. She was just devouring chapter books. I think she's read every kid's book in this house. Oh, yeah. At least three times. She's a big rereader too, isn't she? Yeah, I'm... A big reader too. Now you are, yeah. So I think this whole book series was a real turning point for you because we introduced audiobooks to you around this time because I think you were a little bit overwhelmed when you first held the first book from the Harry Potter series in your hands, just seeing how many words there were because there, there were some illustrations, but not nearly as many as you were used to with yeah, all your just graphic. At, just at the beginning of the chapters and I was like, what? Do you remember what you thought when you first saw it? I remember before I started reading it, I was refusing to read the books, mm-hmm. like any of the big books in this house. Yeah. Like, I remember Dad tried to tell me to do Percy Jackson for years. Yeah. And I still said no. Yeah. And then I read Harry Potter. So what was it about Harry Potter and listening to the audiobook that changed how you felt about chapter books? Number one, Jim Dale. Jim Dale. So who's Jim Dale? The narrator of the American version of the Harry Potter books. What did you like about him as an audiobook narrator? He's a really good narrator. Um, and I read a book about uh, parts of it where where Jim Dale was doing the audiobook, and but and when he was trying to do the title for the first book, that he didn't do the title for the new one that came out in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked into the microphone, and then the person that was sitting next to him that kept doing all these complaints about what he was doing wrong. And it was 30 minutes before he finally got it done, and then he hit the microphone, and then he had to do it all over again. He bumped the microphone? Yeah. And that made it so he had to redo it? Yeah. It takes a lot of skill to be a really good narrator, doesn't it? Yeah, and he had never done an audiobook before. That was his first audiobook. Isn't that incredible? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's a good life lesson for all of us, that you just never know what kind of opportunities are going to be in front of you. And think about all of the different characters that he has to do voices for and how much work it would be to figure out how you're going to narrate an audiobook like that. I know for the sixth book, he 
had to do something like uh, 142 voices. Wow. And then, and then for the seventh book, that he had to change a bunch of them mm-hmm. and add a bunch of more characters, and he it was 167 voices for that one. Yeah. Can I have you stop fidgeting with it? I just don't want the listeners to get distracted by those noises. You're doing, you're doing great. So we kind of went on a little bit of a detour there, talking about um, the books, the audiobooks, because when you read the first one as a second grader, you followed along with your eyes as well. And yeah. then you, after you finished it, how many times do you think you listened to the audiobook after that? Like to up to now? Yeah. Because now you're a sixth grader. You so know, four years have gone by. You know how the audiobook app Libby tracks how much you've read the book? Doesn't it do how many hours you've spent listening to the book? Yeah. It'll, also, it takes off about five hours of the book oh, like okay. each time you read it. Uh-huh. And according to Libby, it says I've been reading it for over two weeks. <laughs> really? <laughs> And that's what it says for almost all the other books. Wow. Because what number book have you read through in the Harry Potter series now? Four? Yeah. So there are seven books in the series, and our family's rule is that you can start reading it as a second grader. When can you start reading it? What day? The first day of Christmas vacation. First day of Christmas vacation. The moment you are done with school... For that year, you can start reading the first book in the Harry Potter series as a second grader. And then that's it. You're cut off until Christmas vacation of third grade when you can start reading book two. Well, it's a different case for me. Remember, what? remember I didn't start it in second grade. I started it in fourth grade. Yeah, why? I did not want to read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Walt wanted to wait a really long time. So that was fine with us. So you got to read a couple more. Three. Yes. The first three. So you got to um, read more than Jane did. Jane started as a second grader and then read one a year. So the whole rationale for us behind that, and we alluded to this a little bit before, that Harry Potter in the first book Ends up being 11 years old, right? Yeah. By and then the end. by book seven, he's 17. So already you've done a lot of maturing between second grade to sixth grade. Think about how much you're going to change between now and book seven. Because when you're reading book seven, you're going to be in eighth grade. So that's two years away, right? Wait, fifth book, sixth yeah, grade. Yeah, I wrote it out oh, here. Oh, yeah, I was, I'm in sixth grade this year, and I'm reading that. So you guys, when you read these, I made a whole chart right here. So as a second grader, you're seven or eight years old, and Harry's 11. And then by the time you get to book seven, he's 17. Yeah. Senior in high school. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. That's getting into young, early adulthood, right? Mm-hmm. And so... When you're 
an eighth grader, you're 13 and 14 years old. So Harry's still a couple years older than you as you're tracking along reading, but he's not so much older than you that you're not mature enough to handle what's going on because you're already far enough in the series that you know that things get scarier and darker as the series goes on. Do you think you would have been able to handle some of the scarier scenes as a second grader? The climax of the no, no spoilers, no spoilers. I'm not spoiling. I'm not spoiling. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> of the fourth book, I probably would not be able to handle. Yeah, as a second grader. Yeah, possibly and, as a fourth grader. But and Dad and I wanted to protect you from that. We wanted you to mature at your own speed to make sure that you were able to handle what's going to happen in each book. Do you want some of this blanket? Are you cold down here? <laughs> In the basement? Okay. Um, And the other thing, too, is we also wanted you to be introduced to the series as you were getting really excited about reading because we wanted you to have that passion for escaping into the world, the wizarding world, and how exciting it is. And I think another series that has helped you to do that is the Chronicles of Narnia. And you and I both really like the inscription that C.S. Lewis wrote at the beginning for his goddaughter, Lucy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read it because I love it so much. It says, My dear Lucy, I wrote this story for you, but when I began it, I had not realized that girls grow quicker than books. As a result, you are already too old for fairy tales, and by the time it is printed and bound, you will be older still. But someday... You will be old enough to start reading fairy tales again. You can take it down from some upper shelf, dust it, and tell me what you think of it. I shall probably be too deaf to hear and too old to understand a word you say, but I shall still be your affectionate godfather, C.S. Lewis. So that's the dedication to Lucy Barfield, his goddaughter, and that's on um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I love. What do you like about that quote? Um, what do you think it means to be I want to go back up to this what do you think it means to be old enough to start reading fairy tales again do you think there's a period of time for some kids where they say I'm I'm too mature I don't need to read this stuff anymore Yeah. what do you think could be sad about that you miss out Yeah, what do you miss out on if you say you're too cool for fairy tales? Harry Potter. (laughs) Yes, because Harry Potter is totally a fairy tale. Just think about all the magic and all of the world building that J.K. Rowling came up with, just like C.S. Lewis did in Chronicles of Narnia. Or J.R.R. Tolkien in the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. You've been reading that with Dad. What do you like about the Lord of the Rings trilogy? I don't know. It's just so good. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. It's just so good. Is that what you said? Yeah. Also, J.R.R. Uh, J. Tolkien was best friends with C.S. Lewis. Isn't that so awesome? It makes me think about how important friendship is and how inspiring it is to try and build you really cold? Yes, I'm getting very cold. <laughs> Try and create good friendships because without one another, I wonder how the Chronicles of Narnia and the Lord of the Rings would have turned out. Because I think they challenged each other a lot. 
Yeah, because they both have trees that are alive. Yes. Because in Prince Caspian, um, Lucy wakes up the trees. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the two towers, Treebeard. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of parallels between those two. I love what you said there about how it would be sad if some kids said that they were too cool for fairy tales. And what I love about the Harry Potter series is it made this magical realism genre cool again for kids. It made it cool for kids to be into magic and being a wizard and believing in this made up world that JK Rowling created for everyone. And look at universal studios Mm -hmm. and the dream that our family has of taking you guys there someday so that you can be transported into the train station and go on the nine and three quarters platform and all of those cool things, have some butter beer, all of that. This will be fun. Yeah. Let's see what else. Um, I would say it has been challenging the way we've been doing Harry Potter to have you guys not have the series spoiled for you. Has that been hard? Because mm-hmm. there are Lego sets that reveal some things that you guys didn't necessarily know about. Um, Especially the ones that just came out this year, like the three, two or three fifth book sets. Yeah. Because they're from the fifth book. What year was the seventh book originally published? Do you know? 2007. See, Walt is my fact guy. He knows all this stuff. I think it's been really fun now that... So Walt's our second born. Our third born, Harry, is a third grader right now. So he was able to read the first book in the series, Last Christmas Vacation. And he is going to read the second book in the series, This Christmas Vacation. And I think Walt has really enjoyed being the big sibling of a younger sibling who has started the Harry Potter series, but isn't quite as far along as he is. So that's been kind of fun because I think it's helped you to remember what it was like to be at that point in the series and not know what comes next and to relive that with Harry and talk through that with him. Do you have anything to add to that? What do you like about now that Harry has started reading it? Knowing more? (laughs) (laughs) I love your honesty. You love the power of knowing that you know more about what has happened to Harry after that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I just remember Jane commented at lunch about a show that you were watching and it was something about Harry Potter and the they're balancing books on their heads or something. Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is either. Okay. She said that the person said that they're, they're balancing books on their head and if the book fell, it, it was about the next Harry Potter book and when they read it, Harry Potter will die in the next book. And it'll be the end of the series. I don't know what that is. Me either. Okay, we'll have to revisit that. Maybe Dad will know what we're talking about. Um, But I think you guys having to wait a year for every book replicates the experience that kids had when Dad and I were growing up as each book 
came out, when it was published each year, you had that experience of having to wait an entire year. And the good news about that, like we've already said, do you need to go get a jacket? No. Okay. <laughs> Harry Potter matures so much in between each book. A lot happens. An entire year transpires. But I think because all of the books have been published and you see them all on a shelf, some kids get to receive the entire series at once. And it would be really easy just to fly through the whole series, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if you had done that as a second grader, because we have all of the books, yes. but if you had flown through all of them, I think, number one, you wouldn't have been able to handle all of it. And then number two, I think you wouldn't have necessarily appreciated it as much because of how much you have changed each year. Mm-hmm. And I think you have picked up so much more in each book because you spend that year before you're able to move on to the next one rereading the book that you read from that year over and over and over again. Because you kind of started to pair audiobooks with doing Legos. And stop motion. Yeah. So I think you've taken your love of reading. And we say audiobooks totally count as reading, right? Yes. Because what do you, why do you think audiobooks are really good for kids that are growing up becoming stronger readers? Just remember at the end of a lot of audiobooks, there's a quote that Jim Dale says. It's in a bunch of audiobooks. I'm trying to think of one. What does he say? I can't remember what he says. He just says that it's really good. Mm-hmm. Or I can't remember exactly what he says. I think it's at the end of one of the, uh, one of the some Judy Bloom book. Mm-hmm. One of the ones of the fudge series. I can't remember which one. What's the gist of what it is that he says about audiobooks? Good vocabulary? Yeah. Audiobooks help your vocabulary. Um, I can't remember what else he says. Okay. Well, if you think of it later, let me know. Um, I love also how... Our kids have this wizarding world that they can escape to, especially during COVID when we didn't have that many things that we could go out and do. It was so great that you had this rich world of imagination that you could go to between Narnia and now you know about the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm doing a stop motion with that. You're doing a stop motion video with that too, right? Yeah, I I think it's going on my channel in two weeks. Nice. So stay tuned, subscribers, to Hagrid's Hut. There's going to be some more Lord of the Rings content on there, in addition to all of the Harry Potter stuff. Walt's branching out now, right? Yep. Okay. So it was the fun and the whimsy of the wizarding world that you had to escape to, but also there are some really important themes that the books deal with. There's friendship death, courage, the idea of what home is. Yeah. And when Harry Potter visits the Weasleys and sees what their family dynamic is like, there's sacrifice, power, greed, belonging, humility, all of those things. Do you have anything to add on things that the book introduces through story? Humor. Humor. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite funny part? From the series? 
I know there's a super funny part in the fourth book, but I don't want to spoil. You don't want to spoil it? Okay. Do you want maybe one from early on in the series that's not as much of a spoiler? They think of one for the first book. Oh, I know one from the third book. That's funny. Okay. Is it a spoiler? No. Okay, go ahead. So, Neville's fear is um, Snape. And when a Bogart comes out of the wardrobe, it's a thing that turns into your worst fear. Uh-huh. It comes out as Snape, and he dresses it in... Um, his grandma's clothes and it's hilarious in the movie yes so that's the other cool thing there are these really well done movies that go along with the whole series right Mm -hmm. i love those that's been really fun because our family has been following following along with the movies as well um i want to see the fourth one we'll get there But I love how you and Jane, as you're entering into the junior high years, you'll be in junior high technically. In some schools, you would be already considered in junior high. Other schools, it's next year as a seventh grader. But that you and Jane are not, quote unquote, too cool for Mm -hmm. this wizarding world. And I love that you have still retained this sense of innocence and enjoyment of the fairy tale aspect of it um we talked a little bit about your youtube channel is there anything else you wanted to say about how our family does harry potter i know when i initially asked you to come on the podcast you said no i don't like how our family does it but now that we've talked about it a little bit can you at least understand how dad and i came up with this plan to let you guys start it as a second grader but only be able to read one book a year until eighth grade i understand why more but i still don't entirely like it what don't you like about it Hmm. i want to read the next book so bad and the fourth book was such a big cliffhanger yeah do you think you would be as invested and as interested if we let you just read it however quickly you wanted maybe you think so maybe I don't know. I think it's kind of helped to keep the magic alive to stretch it out a bit. I just want to read it so bad. (laughs) Well, I think that's great. I think that means our mission is accomplished. And we have convinced you to become a voracious reader. Because now, I think audiobooks and Harry Potter combined have really helped you to get excited about reading. Mm -hmm. I was rereading The Two Towers earlier. The second book of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And a year ago, two years ago, do you think you would have even imagined that you would pick up something like that just for fun? No. I don't think so either. Because the Lord of the Rings are 17 to 19 hours long for the audiobooks. And the language in it is really sophisticated. It's not an easy read. I can picture everything clearly. And you have... You've trained your brain, I think, to not be overwhelmed with more complicated language. Mm-hmm. Would you say Harry Potter has made you a braver reader? Maybe. I think it has, for sure. Because well, I've read a lot more books since I started the series. Yeah, I think so, for sure. You've read a lot. How many books do you think you read last year altogether, if you had to guess? Like not counting rereading or counting rereading? Any books. 
So is that counting? Counting, rereading. Oh, then a lot. Yeah. How many do you think you read last year? Over 300. I think so too. And then what about two years ago? How many books do you think you would have read? 100. Yeah. I think you have tripled the number of books that you read in two years. And then before that, I was almost just reading the same books over and over again. I was trying new stuff, really. You've become a much more adventurous reader. You're a braver reader. You're a much more wide reader. You do much more of a variety. Jane is kind of a book bully to you, and she just pushes books into your palm. I'm afraid she gets that from her mom, but... (laughs) Yeah, probably. But have you grown to kind of appreciate that about her, that she's kind of stretched you in some ways as a reader? Yes, yes, but sometimes she's kind of a really big book bully, because I was just at the library once, and I was just scanning the shelves, and she just slams this book right to my bag, and I'm like, whoa! (laughs) So maybe she could be a little more physically gentle with the book bullying, but continue to suggest books for you to read, huh? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, tomorrow is our next trip to the library, so maybe we can pick up some new titles. Maybe you can come back on the podcast sometime to recommend some titles to kids, huh? Oh, I can just make a long list. Do you want to leave the listeners with maybe one or two of your recent books that you've read that you've enjoyed? Um, what's the recent book I read? Or any book that you can think of that you've read in the last couple of years that you think the listeners' kids might enjoy? Harry Potter. Okay, other than Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Okay, other than Lord of the Rings. Narnia. Narnia. Okay. <laughs> other than those three. Um, there's so many good ones. What about, you read a book about the kid who failed show and tell? The boy who failed show and tell. That the book boy is who good. Fa- that okay. book is good. The boy who failed show and tell. And who's the author on that? Jordan Sonnenblick. It's actually about him when he was in fourth grade. Jordan Sonnenblick? Blick. Blick. Okay. We'll link to that one in the show notes. Can you think of any others? Um... What about A Place to Hang the Moon? Oh, yeah, that was good. A Place to Hang the Moon. Is that Kate Albus? Yeah. We'll link to that one in the show notes. Any others? I'm just trying to think of one. There's so many. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, if you do think of any, we can add those in the show notes, too. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Walt. I really enjoyed our conversation. I'm going to wrap it up. I wanted to say... Um, Walt and I would love to hear how your family, Harry Potter's, how you handle the series and if your kids have read any of the books and how it's going. Um, and maybe you have some ideas to share. Also, I wanted to remind you that my pelvic floor physical therapist is going to be coming on the show with her business partner and fellow physical, um, pelvic floor physical therapist. So we're going to have two experts coming on the show and they're going to be answering your questions. So people, now is your chance to send in your questions. You can email them to me at podcast at katherineboucher.com or as always, you can find me on social media and I'd love to hear your feedback on Harry Potter and uh, all of your questions on pelvic floor physical therapy. And I hope I can share your questions and feedback on a future episode. See you next time. I have a comment. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I have the chapters for the first four books memorized. You have what? The chapters for the first four books memorized. The titles? Chapters. Oh, the titles of the chapters? Yeah. Okay, go. Which book? Book one. Chapter one, The Boy Who Lived. Chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. Chapter three, The Letter from No One. Chapter four, The Keeper of the Keys. Chapter five, I can never remember chapter five. <laughs> All right, Diagonally. Chapter six, The Journey from Platform Nine and Three Quarters. Chapter seven, The Sorting Hat. Chapter eight, The Potions Faster. Chapter nine, The Midnight Duel. Chapter ten, <laughs> Halloween, chapter 11, Quidditch, chapter 12, The Mirror of Arisen, chapter 13. What's chapter 13? I don't know. I can't remember chapter 13. Okay, I'm really leaving now. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Say goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Until next time, I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me. Continue the conversation with the people in your life and share what you heard while you were folding.